He is risen. Well, if you're wondering who in the world I am, I'm normally behind this thing, but I get the dubious honor and pleasure of bringing you the word this morning on Easter Sunday morning. So it's great to have you here at Family of Christ. I'm Mark. I'm the director of worship arts here. So we've come through a week that most of us in here know about. So my first initial thing that I wanted to do, I thought, well, how am I going to bring an Easter sermon to a church that knows the story? So my initial response was going to be, he is risen. Amen. Let's go home. Which some of you are thinking, yes, my prayers were answered. Because some of us in here come from very different paths of where we find ourselves here this morning. And we first need to recognize that and understand that. Some of us, and by the way, I've never seen as many ties in our sanctuary <laughs> as I have. It's been 365 days since I've seen this many ties in our sanctuary since last Easter. But we follow our road differently here. So some of us, Easter Sunday morning, of course, you get up and go to church, much like you get up and go to church every other Sunday of the month, of the year. Some of us here, we're here because grandma said, before I meet Jesus, come to church with me. Some of you are here because you know that brunch is happening or lunch is happening afterwards. And you have to get through church in order to get to lunch. I think that should be a new tagline for churches. You got to get through church to get to lunch. In our church growing up, we always had to get out early so we could beat the Pentecostals down to the buffet. <laughs> I grew up Baptist, as you know. And so we had to make sure that we were out of church before the Methodists and the Pentecostals hit the buffet. But we find ourselves here in different scenarios, okay? Some of you know the story. You know it backwards, forwards. You could tell the story. You could relay the story in all its intricacies. Some of you here have no clue of the story. You don't know. And that's okay. Some of you here know the story and think it's the greatest story ever told. Some of you here may know the story and think it's a bunch of hogwash. Think of much of nonsense, people who don't have the wits about them to understand that there isn't something beyond what we have right now. And that's okay too, because we come through a week in our process of Holy Week. On Thursday, we, we celebrated Monday Thursday in our, the Lord's Supper, and we gathered around a table, and we saw the disciples beginning to not understand as Jesus was expressing to them what was about to happen and what was about to go down and breaking bread and sharing wine. And you can almost imagine as we read in scripture the stories of Monday Thursday and how they would look at each other and that first glimpse of suspicion began to be put in the back of their minds as they talked around the table. And then Friday comes and they watch this man that they had entrusted, left everything behind for and had followed. They watched this person that had set himself up as the son of God, as a savior, as a prophet, as a healer. And this group of men watched as the Roman government took that man and ripped him to shreds and beat him 
and nailed him to a cross and threw him in a grave. Some of you in this very room are right there with your faith. You're on Friday night and you've been stuck there for quite some time. You are disillusioned with your faith. You're disillusioned with what you know of to be the Christian faith. You're disillusioned with your leaders in the Christian faith. You're disillusioned with your churches. Uh Uh-oh, careful now. And you find yourself at a crossroads, much like the disciples on Friday night who scattered to the winds. Some of them denied, I don't know him. I have no clue what you're talking about. I've been following him for three years, but I don't know him now. Scattered disciples out of fear, out of fear that they were going to be killed and taken away. Some of you are right there. You're disillusioned. You found your foundation rocked by circumstances that may be beyond your control. You find things that are disjointed, disconnected in the life of the church and our faith life. And that's okay, guess what? I've been there. And you know what, I I sometimes have no excuse because I am the quintessential example of the church boy. My mother went into labor sitting in a pew. I grew up in church, Sunday morning church, Get dressed again, Sunday night church. Back again for Wednesday night prayer meeting. Youth group. I did it all. I was in all of those things. I grew up. And yet I found a crisis of belief later on in my life where I thought this was a bunch of nonsense. You know, we have that transition of where we have our faith of our parents and when we skip over into it being our own faith, owning our own faith. And some of us in this room have come along. We were the same kind of people. We were the church boys and girls. We grew up in church. We studied the catechism. We knew all of the stuff. And then we got disillusioned with the church and we threw our hands up and we walked away. We had our Friday night moment. And I can understand it. Many of you in here, that you say, I look around and I see so much stuff that goes on in church. Because we expect perfection, right? When we come in here, we're looking all nice with our coats and ties and our shirts. And we think that we come in here all nice and polished. But we don't know what goes behind closed doors. This is a hospital, dear friends. This isn't a place where the well come. If you have it all together... I'm not quite sure that this is the place for you. We come in broken, bruised, battered, full of doubt, full of envy and strife and unworthiness. All those things we bring inside this door. And some of us never get past our Friday night moments. Some of us are never able to get past that because... We have forgotten the reason why we gather here this morning. Friday night was a disillusionment. Twelve men scattered to the winds. But Sunday. But Sunday. A group of women go to the tomb to prepare the body with oil. 
and with spices. And they walk up and the stone is gone. And they share it. They run to tell other people what had happened. And all of a sudden, their Friday night moments made sense. When Jesus came running out of that grave, when he put his first step down outside of that tomb, all of a sudden, Friday night made sense. Why we celebrate here this morning is because you need to give up your Friday night experience for a Sunday morning transformation. You need to lay down your Friday night disillusionment. You need to lay down your Friday night doubt. Your Friday night disgust. It's okay. Can we be real? There are people within our Christian faith that have not lived up to the examples that we as Christians have put on pedestals. And they get knocked down and we then think, oh no, our faith is shaken. But no, our faith is based on a risen Christ. It isn't put in a church. It isn't put in a man. Are you ready for this one? It isn't put in a denomination. Uh Uh-oh. Security, security. But that moment out on the water when God challenges us to get out of our boat and to walk on the water, the minute the storm comes and we take our eyes off of Jesus and we put it elsewhere, we are always going to sink. Can I tell you that I'm going to disappoint you? Everyone on our staff is going to disappoint you at some point or another. I've already done it at nine o'clock. I ruined somebody's worship because of haze and lights and all that kind of stuff. I heard it. Go with God. I love you with the love of the Lord. I know God is using this because I have to talk at the next sermon. I can't tell you what I normally want to tell you, but now I'm going to have to keep my mouth shut. You all know the story. You all are here gathered. You know the story. So let's be real with one another. What it means to be a church and what it means to be a Christ follower. Okay, let me, let me just, let me break it down for you simply. It isn't a liturgy. It isn't a set of words. It isn't those things that man has created. Although we have those, that's not saying they're bad. But what it is, is a fundamental belief in the power of Christ's resurrection on Sunday to transform our lives. Are you having troubles in your marriage? Guess what? You go to God and ask God to transform your heart and you'll begin to see power happening in your marriages. You have troubled children, you have wayward children. Guess what? You go to God and ask God to transform your heart and the joy of the resurrection, and you're going to see transformation happen in your family's life. You have strife in your church. You have strife in people in this very room. There may be people that can't stand each other. I'm gonna walk down this row of the aisle because I see someone over there. Oh, no, oh, no, not us, no. Sorry, not our church, right? Can I, can I be real? I, I could use a lot of these and thous and have an exegetical sermon today and we could go verse by verse and I could tell you its origin in the Aramaic and it's Greek and you'd walk away going, whoo, what intelligence that kid. 
Boy, he's smart. I could use really big words, but I could also tell you what God wants to do in your life and what God wants to do in the life of our church. And he wants to transform us. Because you see, happiness, we, we sometimes get involved in the word happy. Oh yes, I'm happy, I'm happy. Well, what's the opposite of happy? Happy, sad. And our happiness factor, sad factor, is based on what? It's based on stuff, okay? It's, it's based on circumstances. Oh, something's going awful in my life, I'm really sad. But there is this thing called joy. Joy is different from happiness. Joy is an attitude. Happiness is a verb. It can go away. Happy, sad, happy, sad. But there's this fundamental joy that comes in knowing everything is going to be all right. We learn about it very early on in our childish ways, right? I've got the where? Yes. And for you of the Hispanic persuasion, yo tengo gozo, 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 gozo in mi corazón. Donde? That's what my parents paid for in college. That's what I learned. There's a joy. And I know we, we have scripture. We have scripture that I could read today. And forgive me. Uh, it's 49 verses. It tells what I'm talking about. It tells about how God reached down to a group of people and transformed them because he showed up in his transformed form. They had walked with him in his physical nature for three years of his ministry. And they'd watched his physical, his earthly body die. Then he resurrected, showed himself to those people, and they could not help but be transformed. They opened their eyes, as scripture says. Christ opened their eyes to what he was up to. Before that, on their Friday night moment, they had no clue what they were doing. They were scared. They were disillusioned. They were upset. They were absolutely in shock, I'm sure. But on Sunday morning, God showed up in a new way. God showed up in a new form and Jesus walked among them and said, don't you get it? Don't you get it? This was the process. This is how it had to happen. Don't you hate that when God says that to you? I want to get to C. I'm at A and I want to get a C, but I've got to go through point B. Well, no, because that point B can be painful. It can be hurtful. It can be a lot of junk at B. But God said, in order to experience the joy of Easter Sunday morning, I'm gonna have to go through the Friday night. It's the same way, church. If you're here and you think this is a bunch of bunk, that's okay. I'm gonna talk right now to the church. Let me tell you the church. We are responsible in many ways for why people think this is a bunch of bunk. Can I be honest with us, church? We don't act the way it says in the Bible. Our churches haven't done things the way. Can I bring it down to the next level? Family of Christ. Our series is the table. The last time I read my Bible, it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that what? Whosoever. There isn't an asterisk by that that says C note. 
and the asterisk doesn't say certain status level, certain denomination, certain income level, certain race. Whosoever, family of Christ, we've set the table. And God is saying, sit down. Welcome to the table. Open your doors. Love people. But first, where is it going to start? If it's going to start, it's going to start individually within each one of us. You want to see transformation happen in the life of a church? Then it happens with the individual people that make up the church. You want to see fire happen? It's going to be the experiencing the resurrected power of joy. Christ said in scripture to the disciples, do you realize now through my resurrection you have received power? I have to go that someone will come down. The gift of the Holy Spirit. I will go and will send back to you a gift of the Holy Spirit that will empower you. That once the words, the rules, the laws that were written in stone, they'll no longer be written in stone but written upon your heart. That God will individually talk to each of us. Church, are you willing to be a church that stops putting stuff in front of what really needs to happen? Church, have we allowed religion to get in the way of our faith? Individual, you this morning, God wants to transform your life. He wants you to experience the joy of the resurrection. He wants you to experience the power that is the resurrection of Christ. So I hope this morning that you change from your Friday night fear, your Friday night anxiety, to know that he's risen. I forgot y'all say that. I was really good at the nine o'clock. I was like, I can't say he is risen because then they were like, he's risen indeed. God desires a relationship with you. God desires an abiding relationship with each one of you. It isn't stagnant. It isn't rote. It's vibrant and on fire. And he wants to use you. He wants to use our church to transform our community. But most importantly, he wants to transform his relationship with you. Will you allow him? Will you move from that Friday night fright to Saturday morning joy? Experience it deep down. And all God's people said,